This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast about Outlander and men in kilts on stars. Welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with getting hugs that last more than 10 seconds at most. I feel like if they're by Gary, they're <laughs> magical, because I feel like Graham has said the same. You know what I mean? I feel like he's not a really, really big longtime hugger, mm-hmm. but with Gary, it's this magical little moment where you're like, I could do this all day. It's like you're just being embraced and, yeah. and squeezed and and and. and simultaneously rubbed mm-hmm. and I like you know how some people just shake your hand for too long yeah and I, I know we all haven't done it now for like a year but you know you, you get to that point where I feel like I'm a I'm a, a go in and pump up and down maybe one maybe twice maybe three times and if I really like you I'm gonna give you the elbow treatment okay I'm a, and but no more than three times that's it to pump up up and down three times done and I feel like once you go beyond that we're in awkward territory. And I'm, once we go beyond like the seven to 10 range in the hugs, we're in awkward territory. But Gary owns it. He <laughs> owns it. He just dives in. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> well, speaking of diving in, I would love to dive into this chapter a wee bit more. But before we get into it, we want to remind you to follow us and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all sorts of places just by searching Miriam Blake. Don't forget, of course, that this is all brought to you thanks to our friends, our friends and our beloved community at jointhenerdclan.com, where you can become an official Nerd Clan member and get all the bonuses and benefits like bonus episodes, premium podcasts, like our Keep Common crown on podcast of course they voted on our next big podcast which is going to be the last kingdom and we also have our book clubs one for outlander series that blake is doing and one for bridgerton that i am doing so join the nerdclan.com and on that note let's get into the show This is chapter 11, Rocking the Boat. The stag was transported up from the south of Scotland to the Highlands and looked remarkable in the grounds of Ron Moore's ancient lodgings. Ron loved the whole evening of festivities, with guests being able to experience falconry and blend their own bottle of whiskey. And we all ate some delicious local food from the Moore restaurant group. As it got dark, we set the wicker stag alight, 
I think the Americans were bemused and slightly terrified that these mad Scots were burning something so beautiful. <laughs> Hanging out with Ron Moore must be the coolest thing on the planet. You just go and you're in Scotland and you're burning stags and you're having whiskey and scotch and probably smoking all the cigars. Probably like the fanciest birthday party you've ever been Absolutely. to is Ron Moore's birthday party. And you know it all looks gorgeous <laughs> because Terry is over there oh, designing yes. everything. Oh, yes. And Down to like the invitation. And like, you know, you're, you're probably over there and you talk, like, you know you want to talk to him about Battlestar Galactica. Like, you know, you know that that's a big deal. And you know you want to talk to him about Star Trek. How how cool must that be? Just be like, hey, IDM, what's up? Like, talk about the Borg for like 10 minutes. Could you, could. could you just do that? You could, unless he is temporarily taken over by Gary and his long hug, and then he won't be able to say a thing whatsoever. So it's time for our GBGs for this episode, or yes. for this chapter. Blake, what is your good, bad, and great? My good for this chapter is that it flowed incredibly well. It read well, it listened well, and usually I feel like the chapter hops from one subject to the other. And it usually does that very, it's it's usually like an abrasive kind of transition. But for this chapter, it didn't. It flowed from, you know, Sam's grandfather to uh, all the stuff, like the history of the war and then their uh, acting and uh, the Ron Moore stuff and Outland. It just flowed so very well and right directly into Gary Lewis and them busting each other's balls about rocking the boat. Yeah, absolutely. This chapter flowed so well. This was probably the best read uh, for a chapter mm. so far. Uh, I don't think I had a bad. Mm, I really great. don't. I enjoyed this ch- chapter quite a bit. And uh, the great for me is a tie. First, okay. hearing about Sam's grandfather and oh the history gosh, of that yes. as a pilot and just taking Knowing out- then that he could even be an actor Right. In the same vein of things that his, his grandfather would have done. Right, right. And then the uh, other great for me is the relationship between Graham and Gary Lewis. Like, we we talk, I think, a lot about Graham and Sam and how it's this funny relationship where Sam is very much the father figure and, and, uh, and Sam, oh, sorry, Graham is very much the father figure and Sam is just like the child who's rocking the boat, doing that kind of thing. But, you know, you have those friends. You have those friends mm-hmm. where they're your buddy. And it doesn't matter how long you go without seeing them. It doesn't matter how long uh, you go without talking to them. You give them a call. You see him after five years. I, I got a friend like that. It, it, his, his name's Ryan. And he, lives in, um, he lives in Chicago. And he moved out to Chicago, geez, probably when I was 17. And he went out there on his own with no parents, no nothing, just went and did it. And I get a chance to see him once every, I don't know, maybe three or four years Yeah. since then. I'm now 38. So just think of that. Well, actually, yeah, I'll be 38 soon. Oh, my goodness gracious. My, in a couple of days. In a couple of days. My yeah. birthday is very soon. Um, but, you know, every time I see him, it, we haven't missed a beat. And it, it doesn't matter how long it goes or what, what kind of stages of life that we're in. We were just at his wedding a, a couple of years ago. And... 
It's like nothing ever trans. Like nothing happened. Like yeah. nothing ever. We didn't miss a Time beat. Time did not pass. No, yes. and it was it was excellent. And I feel like that's the kind of relationship that Graham and Gary Lewis have. And I just want to be a part of that. I agree. How about you, my love? What do you got for your GBG? Oh my my G is just a shout out to Loch Ness. Our family has a deep love for Loch Ness and the Loch Ness monster. Yes, uh, we've got a lot of dinosaur loving kiddos in this family. <laughs> a lot of plesiosaurus. Oh, Loving yes. dinos. And we actually have a plesiosaur little no, that's toy. A mosasaurus. Oh, it's a mosasaurus. Sorry. Yeah. yeah okay. There's a little I, bit of a difference, but okay. it's okay. We'll sure. forgive you. So it's all you. dinosaurs. <laughs> My dinosaur knowledge quotient has gone up at least 35%. <laughs> yes. And good for me because I wanted to be a paleontologist growing up. So I am in kid dino heaven. So nonetheless, hanging out on the lock, learning a little bit about... Um, about the Loch Ness uh, monster, and I mean, pretty much the same things that we've always known, except a little bit more about the um, Saint. Was it the Saint Col- Columba? Who <laughs> basically the story of how it all kind of came yes, to right, be. Yes, right, right. So big fan of that. My bad, and it's not really a bad. I'm just a little confused. So maybe not a bad. But confused. But confused. You're BCG. I don't really understand the point of having Gary row the boat to them at Loch Ness. Like, I appreciate that they both have Gary Lewis in their own actor history prior to Outlander and what a joy and special pleasure it's been to have him be a part of this. He also loves and appreciates Scotland history, but I don't really get too much history from him in this chapter. So I just kind of feel like... I feel like they're I, I don't, like is the Outlander cast just traversing around Scotland <laughs> all the time just for funsies because of course we had the time with Duncan just yep. showing on up and is this Gary just showing on up right now I don't particularly understand well the way that it is written it feels like Gary is just out on the lock and hey Gary but like he's not oh, you know yeah, that it was not. set yeah, up it's all set up yeah yeah the but whole I, thing's but up. that's what I'm saying is I don't really understand why. <laughs> so well, because they want the shot of Gary coming up to them. But we'll even see if he makes it. Because, yeah, I just, it'll, right. we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. And then my great, oh, my great. Lots of greats for you. So many greats. I think it's going to be Sam's upbringing and his family slash Graham's family, his father being a communist and like straight up digging it, man. And like really, I loved the whole no other child had a dad who had Soviet weekly delivered. It kind of reminded me of how no other child growing up knew all of the songs to Wow, That's What I Call Worship, volumes (laughs) one through ten. Like I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like when but I read that, like, that's really what I thought. I was Christian like, Christian nerd. No, I, yeah. I thought everybody went to Bible summer camp and Bible snow camp, and then everyone could only listen to Wow, that's what I call no, worship. No, God, please, no. no. Not, not hating, because, no. man, I actually like a lot of that no. music. I competed using a lot of the songs on those CDs because there are Christian musical competitions. Yeah, I would play my saxophone and I would do piano duets. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a dork. And I often got in trouble because I would wear my field hockey uniform to youth group on Wednesdays. And it's it's like a kilt and I got in trouble. They don't appreciate those kind of skirts. I, and youth groups. Well, some people did, I think. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's why they didn't appreciate them. <laughs> All right, let's get into this days. chapter. Yes. <laughs> Mary, did you roll up your skirt? No, I'm just a frog-shaped human. 
with very long legs and normal size rest of my body. You see how my hip is up to your nose? Trust me. <laughs> I'm not rolling it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what about this chapter stands out to you most, Mary? What is the thing that you take away from this chapter and you just you, you can't get enough of? The upbringings of these two gentlemen who mm-hmm. we've been spending so much time with. I mean, really, Sam kind of comes out and says, you know, I don't generally speak about my family too much. I try to protect them from any sort of spotlight. And yet we still go in and we learn a, a lot more about his mom, uh, who was a single parent, an artist, really appreciated and, and let Sam delve into his art but kind of gave it to him straight like listen if this is going to be the avenue that you go down it may be long it may be hard there's going to be ups there's going to be downs and i loved learning about how this steiner school was the same type of school that graham has sent his kids to Uh gary lewis went to tobias menzies uh went to one as well it's just really interesting wow it's just a really interesting thing that like I mean, I don't know what the equivalent would be in America. Sure. If we even have an equivalent of that. So it's just neat to hear about that. Um, But, you know, you really don't hear too awfully much about Sam's family. And I appreciate that he tries to keep them out of the spotlight. I'm sad that she's never been able to go to any of these premieres in L.A. or New York, though. You would have thought that he would have taken his mom to one. I wonder if that's by design, though. I wonder if that's on purpose, right? Like. Don't worry about it, Mom. Like maybe one day you can come, and when it's not like bananas crazy, because even in this book we run into people that are just bananas crazy. Counting him, you're right. And you know, I I I enjoy the outlanderness of everything, but some of the fandom can be very intense, and. I mean, we're just podcasters about Outlander. I mean, sadly, that's true for like any large. Oh, fandom. sure, yeah, People yeah. just take it to the extreme, and I hear what you're saying. He just wants to be protecting his mom. What probably. I mean by like we're just podcasters, I meant like we're only podcasting about the show, and some of the people are very intense with us. And I'm like, I'm, hey, what do I care, dude? Like, I'll, I'll go right back at you. But for someone like Sam, he's a big deal, and he can't go back at you like that. He can't go back at you like I can. And I'm just a jabroni. This is Sam Hewen, the, the the face of of Outlander and Scotland and the whole thing, and King of Men, King of Men. And you can only imagine what that must be like for him. Um, I don't feel bad for him mm-hmm. because he signed up with the eyes wide open, and he was probably well informed that this was a this is a thing, a big deal. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for for his celebrity, but I do understand why his mother he may not want her to yeah. be a part of that shenanigans, if you will. We hang out, learning a little bit about more of his uncle, who we've talked about before, because his uncle made the stag, but also yes. um, the fiery cross for season five, and that's just a really cool thing. That is. Really I cool love thing. that his his uncle's main business is basket weaving. Right. In the weaving of all sorts of things, including a booming trade in wicker coffins that you can try out before you're dead. Because, you know, that's oh, useful. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, really useful. <laughs> that's so funny. And then we move on to Ginge, which I think is such a great segue in story because we have heard 
Graham refer to Sam so many times as the ginger. As ginger yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, um, But Sam notices or that his family, they're proper gingers, you know, like, oh, or yes. at least his mother's side. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And how he only knew his grandfather as Ginge. Right, isn't that that actually, crazy? his name was Stan. That's wild thinking about that. I love that. That's my brother goes by his middle name. Yes. And um, so he doesn't go by his first name. And I just love it because on official documents and stuff, or when he's hired at work and mm-hmm. HR is like, oh, we're looking for this guy, people are like, that guy doesn't work here. And he's like, no, actually, that's me. Their minds are blown. Right. And, and the reaction, because I've seen it happen in real life a few times. Do you think times. his kids know that his, his yeah, name? They, they do. do. They do. They do. Okay. Yeah. Um, because he gets mail and stuff oh, to that's his true. first yeah, good name. Point. Yeah, good yep. point. Um, yeah, so that's just kind of how I how I pictured it. Like, Stan, who's Stan? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's your grandfather. <laughs> yeah, whoops, didn't know it. <laughs> but the, the stories of him and the, the having a limp uh, and trying to keep up with Sam and going to ice cream with the jingling uh, change in his pocket, th- these are all very real stories mm-hmm. that make... This was the first time I really engaged with Sam, I think, um, in, in this book where I, I heard the stories about his grandfather and especially when he was a pilot and they just gave him a manual and said, okay, go. If you live, you pass. Yeah. Like if you don't crash the plane, here you go. You're a pilot. Yeah. You're in the RAF. <laughs> like you imagine? No, no, I, I cannot. I cannot. What a waste of money also. Like, Waste of lives, waste of limbs, waste yeah. of money. And and Sam even having the experience of getting behind one of these planes and, mm-hmm. and doing shoots. And yeah, I, be, imagine being 22 and it is 1939. And they're like, okay, kid, get in this thing. Get in this pinnacle of technology. That, that It's probably the fastest moving object in the world mm-hmm. with the guns and you get to just go. I, no, no, I cannot imagine what that must be like. And of course this, um, this film tr- first light that Sam was in where he was the, tr- it was the true story of the spitfire pilot is where he actually met Gary Lewis, which is right. really cool. I just, I love how they're able to have these little, little meet and greets with each other. Um, and then, of course, that we go into the sad story that Sam was away when his grandfather passed. Yeah, right. I didn't even really fully understand what happened to Sam. He was off backpacking, I think, in Europe. And why did they not like the lion? A stuffed lion? Why did he have a stuffed lion? Oh, because he was in Russia, or he was he was in one of the Baltic states, and... And then the soldier shook his head and spat uh, the word American. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And it's if, not even him. You know, it's so funny... I was listening to this and I was thinking, of course, Sam would go backpacking through Europe before college. Of course he would. What a bro. But like, that's what, I bet that's a thing a lot of people do over there because it is yeah. so close. I mean, right. I know several individuals who chose to do that and they're Americans. So, well, that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just one of those things where I, you hear that and you feel like it's a movie. You don't, I personally feel like it's uh, one of those things that 
it's 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 like eat pray love or something or or oh the wild like i'm gonna go out and mm. just backpack in the wild for whatever and then go to college i, don't I know. do often wonder how americans are perceived abroad i mean obviously nobody's really traveling that much right now i mean yeah. there's minimal travel but yeah i don't i don't know um how cool was it too? The the thing where you know his grandfather had passed and he went to sleep, and then the metronome started playing. Yeah, that's and there crazy. was no wind. There was no reason that it could have been going off. So I loved that he says, "Of course, being with Graham is like having a new grandfather in my life." I think that's why I'm so drawn to him. I'm on this, and I am the son that he never had. And then of course we go on through Graham's perspective and the ways that he has bonded with Gary. Right, and that that being of course. Gary's father was also a Glaswegian communist, and he too received the Soviet papers or whatever it was in the mail. The, the, so it'd be like father. he too grew up competing in church duet piano competitions. <laughs> nerd! <laughs> <laughs> These people are just communist nerds. Um, yeah, cr- crazy, crazy that 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 is like that, and I, I can't, I, I can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine just getting like the Soviet Times like delivered to your house, and you're in Scotland. Like I know that there is a a, a big socialist presence, especially in Europe during that time. But still, as an American, that feels almost halfway wrong mm-hmm. when you when you're getting those things delivered to your house. Agreed. Now, of course, we're reminded of Gary's physique in case we forgot. But mind <laughs> you, like half of his body was CGI during Outlander, right. so we were reminded that he doesn't have any of the Viking genes. The genes that my family got in Scotland, yep. Gary does not does have. not have them. I, I gotta Scott. tell you, <laughs> I get so upset because a lot of my family on my father's side has like this darker Scottish skin, like they tan really nicely. Sure. You Don't, did not do, get that. Nope. Doesn't happen to me. <laughs> and I hate it because like my cousin's always like, we're so lucky we got the tanning Scots skin. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Get out of here. And then I look at my brother who looks like he's Greek. That's true. He does. Right? I, if, I had to, if I had to peg him as something, it'd be Greek or Italian. Yeah. And not like Northern Italian. I'm, I mean like Southern Italian. And you look at me and you're like, oh, she's Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> that is all British Isles. <laughs> yes. Yes. Goodness me. So Probably great. with some Viking thrown in there. Yes. So Gary, on the other hand, he's got the short legs, a longer trunk, good for traversing the heather like a kilted goat, <laughs> Graham says. Um, and this is where he goes and says, I don't know anyone who doesn't love Gary. And Gary was originally a school teacher. Yeah, that he came into acting late. How crazy is that? So cool. And also, the fact that Gary had to wear these inserts in his shoes to make his legs bow out so that when he walked in Outlander... I have no pity. Do you know what women wear? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't have any pity for it, but I just... It's one of those interesting facts that I totally did not know, and... And even though you don't have pity, men (laughs) are not used to wearing shoes like that. So when... You know, Graham says, yeah, Gary didn't complain at all. Didn't say one word. Just kept doing it and was fine. Well, he didn't walk that much. Yeah, half the time he was sitting down with a blanket yeah, over his legs. probably kicked him off. That's what I do when I'm sitting down. I kick off my high heels. I know what Gary did under that table. Get out of here, Gary. Not some giant tough guy. And how cute that he would always try to make Gary laugh. And oh. generally... With graphic descriptions of depraved sexual <laughs> imaginings involving him and some farmyard animal in the castle. You know, we have a saying, obviously, if you've been listening to the Men in Kilts 
podcast. It's Sam and Graham, guys being dudes. By the way, mm-hmm. get your guys being dudes shirt at the Marion Blake store. Um, this is absolutely guys being dudes. Trying to make each other about depraved sexual acts. With animals. Th- with animals. That is totally something guys I, are doing. If I really did have a bad, it would have been that these guys didn't have a proper send-off on the set of Outlander. How incredibly sad that usually this is a big thing and people come on in and make sure that they applause and it just kind of like ended and the first AD um, said, okay, it's done. And some like cameraman was like, oh, by the way, isn't this your last good day guys? And they were like, Gary and Graham were like, yeah, it was our last day. Right, right. So, um, yay. (laughs) Thanks for forgetting. Um, It's funny that we're actually in the chapter rocking the boat because as you know we are doing this podcast in conjunction with the men of kilts television show at the same time so tomorrow evening if uh if you're listening to this right now for those of you who are listening tomorrow today we will be doing a live episode podcast for men in kilts the one that just premiered tonight and it's funny that we're talking about this chapter tonight because the beginning of the men in kilts episode that we're watching it's them rowing and Sam rocking the boat at the beginning mm-hmm. of the chapter. And I, I was hoping we would see Gary Lewis in this episode, but we are starting to see some of the things in the television yes. show that we have read in the books, like Gillibridge. Uh, oh my the gosh, music, and the fake rock. And the fake rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there in the first scene. It's a first a sudden, shot. Yeah. And, and then, then all of a sudden it's there. rock that he a, rocks on. <laughs> But, like, why are they carrying around fake rocks? And where even was it? Was it in the camper van? Who knows? Who knows? I don't even know. Just a giant fake rock. And also in this episode, which you'll talk about in Clanlands, is just his eating, his pretend eating Sam's porridge. porridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Which didn't even make it to the show during the food episode. That's true. That's absolutely true. It is interesting. I am enjoying having this book because it's really fleshing out and filling things. And you know, we didn't get the Shinty, for example, on last episode. Yeah, right. So this book really is just a beautiful companion to the show. It really is. If you want the full experience of, I mean, obviously you're listening to this podcast, so you're reading the book or you're at least listening to it. Make sure you're watching Men in Kilts and you're reading this book at the same time. if they're reading this book... And they're, they're listening to a podcast <laughs> about this book. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be watching it and reading it at the same time. Definitely, like the way that these guys take digs at each other still cracks me up. Then crab like he meaning Graham climbs up on all fours as if it's the side of a cliff. The stone couldn't have been higher than a bench. <laughs> and then Graham starts off old russet top is meanwhile posing like a barber model for a country lifestyle magazine. Yes, he's done that too. <laughs> I love when he starts talking about their looks. He's like, oh yeah, he juts out the chin just enough. Like Kiera Knightley. Yeah. <laughs> and how his is like he cocks his head a little bit and the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah really cool. Really cool. Yes, we all have our signature looks. Sam's is a tightening of the eyes as he focuses on a distant object like cock. Do you know what's so funny is that because we've watched Outlander you 1.2 exactly. million times. Yes. You know exactly what he's talking about. He didn't even need about. to say the tightening of the eyes. You know, as he just started to say, like, we all have looks because yes. I read this as I listen to the, the audiobook at the sure, same time. Sure. I'm that meta. Um, <laughs> I started to squint my eyes and stare off. 
Because yep. I was like, I know what it's going to be for Sam. And I started to physically do it. I was on the highway listening to it, and I still did it too. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. No! Okay, there we go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I tightened my jaw and squinted a little bit and looked off into the distance. Like yep. I'm looking over the moor. <laughs> Such a dork. Oh, my goodness. Then we've got Gary. Gary's back in this boat, and Graham just decides to, you know, lead the charge. Stroke, 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 who? <laughs> I'm going to have one. Just all of the laughing with these sweet, sweet friends having such a grand time rowing across Loch Ness. Sure, right. And Sam rocking the boat. <laughs> Graham, Sam, stop. Mm-hmm. Don't. <laughs> Don't rock the boat, please. And then we're ended, of course, with a sweet hug from Gary. Aww. Just the bromance continues. And maybe we'll have some more time with Gary. And if not, it's okay. I've got a feeling we're going to be getting some Gary and, and Duncan and all those. I mean, th- these people ain't just showing up for the fun of it. Like, I don't. It sounds like Duncan would. <laughs> Walked around with sheep, had sex sheep. somewhere, had breakfast. Just getting him. Gary's just on a rowboat on Loch Ness. <laughs> I don't understand it, and yet I'm down for all of it. Oh, man. Um, We actually are watching the episodes with our kids, and it's just, it's really sweet because we're like, this is your heritage. Like, this is, and they know bits of Outlander just because of trailers or because they've been downstairs in our podcast studio. So they haven't watched anything that they shouldn't watch. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting for them to see these characters and be like, oh, isn't he an Outlander? Uh-huh. Or when they, in the beginning of this episode, for example, they're singing the Skyboat song while they're on this rowboat right. that we assume was taken, the videoed while while this chapter was being written about. And um, it is, it's a real treat. So if you're not reading and watching at the same time, please do. All right, Marvin, you got anything else to say about this chapter? That's it. All right, let's get her done, shall we? so much for going through clan lands and men in kilts with us this is bringing us such a smile and i hope that it's bringing a huge smile to you too i hope that you while you listen to the audiobook you're trying to mimic sam hewan's face because we know we're not alone <laughs> come you on have, you know you are yeah, you know you know. did <laughs> just don't message even, us yeah don't even fool us just message us saying i made the face too yeah <laughs> we'll know what that means Oh, on any of the social media, just put I made the face too. Of course yep. you did. You're all nerds. You know you did. Now, speaking of nerds, we would love to invite you to our closed Facebook community, the Marion Blake Facebook community. You could just search the hashtags. No, just, just, just search Marion Blake. Yeah, it'll be the group that you see. In there, we talk about Clanlands and Men in Kilts and Outlander and This Is Us and Bridgerton and all sorts of fandoms and shows that we love. And it's a really, really fun community. So if you're not there yet, it's completely free on Facebook. Just search Marion Blake and request to join the group. Yeah, it's a place that you definitely want to be into especially if, again, as Mary said, you love all these things. But it, the community aspect of it is where people, it's, you know what? We were talking about how guys being dudes. It's just nerds being nerds. Just Love it. And, and, and open and honest and free-flowing about the stuff that they love. It is such a great community because you get a chance to explore and expand your horizons and listen to people who love these specific things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a, a major 
reason why we created the Marion Blake Facebook group because it isn't dedicated to just Clanlands or Outlander or this. It's dedicated to all the things we all love together. And if you love one thing, go in there and talk about it. I agree. And hopefully someone loves it too and you guys can kibitz and maybe meet up in California or something. Maybe you know. can be the next Sam and Graham and have a dram together someday. Absolutely. And you'll find <laughs> some guy who wants to come up there and awkwardly hug you for more than 10 seconds. It may be me. <laughs> With legs for days. Your, your nose may be at Mary's hip, but you'll have a hug. But you'll be hugged immensely. <laughs> well, on that note, my friends, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.